lights, cameras, ring the bell and grab some popcorn. Welcome to Bunker Mania Wrestling Goes to the Movies, our series of cinematic specials here on the Bunker Mania Wrestling Podcast. Inspired by this year's WrestleMania's Hollywood theme, we're taking a look at four films produced by WWE, starring WWE superstars, and seeing if they're actually any good. I am, of course, the Decadane, your host for this big screen grapple, and I will be joined by a tag team partner who will be making their entrance in just a few moments. But if you enjoy these specials, tell a friend, leave a review, and shout us out on Twitter at Bunkermania UK. I've enjoyed doing these little dives into WWE movies, so if you lovely listeners out there enjoy them too, let us know. Uh, we might do more of these in the future. So without further ado, let's bring in the tag team partner for today. And it is, of course, a fellow wrestling fan and regular Bunker Mania guest. It is, of course, Harriet, a.k.a. Manga Girl. How are you doing, Harriet? I'm good. Very well. Um, I'm excited to do this. <laughs> excited? Yes. Raring to go. Raring yes. to get in there to, to watch a movie which you don't know is good or bad or just... <laughs> Quite frankly, terrible. True. Um, so, yes. So, yes. Welcome to the show. This is your first bit. You'll be joining me for another episode later on in the series, which we'll talk about towards the end of the show. Um, but yeah, let's, let's, let's just, let's just get to know, let's get to know you with movies and wrestlers just a little bit more. So movies and wrestlers, just a very general question out there. What movie featuring a wrestler is your favorite? I haven't seen many. I mean, the only ones I've seen of The Rock Really, mainly if anything, does that count? <laughs> I mean, The Rock does count, but obviously it's kind of like The Rock has done so many. I mean, um, I think yesterday before I actually recorded, I actually watched Welcome to the Jungle again, a.k.a. The Rundown, which is actually not a bad film and not to be confused with Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, because so because Sony and Universal clearly love putting The Rock in films that are called Welcome to the Jungle. Um, the rundown, I think, for that film. That film came out in 2003. It was a uh, universal release. And yeah, in America, it's known as The Rundown because mm. it's kind of like, oh, we're chasing Sean William Scott. He's a rundown. We've got to run him down and bring him back home. Whereas in the UK, we just seem to, uh, Universal just went, ah, they don't understand it. They don't understand this at all. So so, so we let's, let's just rename it. They're in the jungle. Won't go to the jungle. Done, done. Can we get the song? Nope. All right, fine. Carry on. Um, <laughs> in that sort of way. It's like our. Oh, Side tangent. Again, it, well, technically it is a rock film because Fast and Furious 5 is the first mm -hmm. time rock appeared in the franchise. And obviously, obviously, you kind of go with the little naming conventions of Fast and Furious. You've got Too Fast, Too Furious and all that sort of stuff. So the fifth one in America is Fast Five. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. It's the fifth film in the Fast and Furious franchise. Universal in the UK just kind of went, nah, I think people don't understand it's the fifth Fast and Furious film. What do we want to call it? Uh, Fast and Furious 5. Well, we can call it Fast and Furious 5, but why don't we add something just to make it very clear what they're doing in this film? Uh, yes, Bob at the back. How about Fast and Furious 5 Rio Heist? Brilliant, Bob. Brilliant. <laughs> and so and so the posters and, and some of the posters at the naming conventions for Fast 5 are Fast and Furious 5 Rio Heist. And the actual film itself hasn't changed. They haven't changed the title in the film. They've <laughs> just gone, yeah, it's Fast 5. It's like, oh what? my gosh! Stop confusing us, Universal. Stop confusing us with weird naming conventions. <laughs> anyway, that's besides the point. So, okay, so film, film, films of the Rock seem to be seem to be be your preference. I love, I've seen. I have I've thought seen of you, one. You have thought of one. Okay. Yes. And this is probably. <laughs> I do surprise people with this. Uh, the Scooby Doo movies, <laughs> especially WrestleMania Sco Mystery. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
They're not on. They're not. They're not featuring on this on this series of Bunkermania Wrestling goes to the movies. But my word, you can have a mini special. You can have a mini series on its own just with the animated ones because you've got the two. You've got the two Scooby Doo ones. You've got mm. the Flintstones one. You've got the Jetsons one. I'm not going to count surfs surfs up too because that's just weird. It's not Hannibal. It's Sony. But they had I surfs up two Wave Mania, and it's like why. This makes no this makes no sense to the slightest. But no, the WWE wrestling cartoons with Hanna Barbera are they're up there with just being so bad they're good, but also Sam so damn entertaining in its own right. And I and I said, I think I said in the last, I think I said in the last episode of Jeremy that Speed Demon or Curse of the Speed Demon has the best Undertaker ever, and I will not hear anything else about it. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, I'm pretty certain, I'm pretty certain, good old Mark Calloway, eyes lit up when he saw the script and went, I get to be something different than just dead man. Yes. <laughs> and that was a terrible Undertaker impersonation, by the way. That sounded more That sounded more like Vince McMahon trying to do, do oh, an Undertaker impression. <laughs> anyway, that's besides the point. So, okay, we've, we've, we've established uh, movies, your favourite movies with wrestlers. Any, any favourite wrestler that's turned actor? So is it the rock still or the the I mean the the fields are getting a bit wider nowadays. I think Batista has mm. really come into his own. I've really enjoyed the last few movies he's done. I watched Glass Onion recently and he was fantastic in that. He really oh, was. Good little good little cameo for for well it's not really a cameo. It is it is a it is a longer performance than a cameo, but it's mm. it's a good it's a good appearance by by Batista there. I need yeah. to see a uh, knock knock at the door. The knock at the door, or the knock at the Kevin's door. Something I can't remember yes. the full title, but but that's the but that's the one where he's leading a group of four, saying, "Hey, we've got to do something. You've got to make a choice and sacrifice someone before the world ends." And apparently, that's supposed to be quite good as well. Yeah, uh, mostly for Batista, and he's just having a whale of time doing Dune, Blade Runner, all that sort of stuff. So he's having he's having a bit of fun, and I think I think when you compare like the quality of films, I guess against some of the other wrestlers on on that list, they're stronger. They're stronger. Some are some mm. are starting to go back into like okay prominence, like John Cena. I think John Cena's sort of cinema stock is getting better now. Uh, yeah. Ever since he kind of, I think Trainwreck with Amy Schumer kind of helped him with that one. Mm. But uh, but yeah, okay, cool. Uh, so Batista, Batista's there. Right. Anyway, enough enough side chat about about wrestling movies in general. Let's talk about the film of the episode. And what is the film? It's 2012's Bending the Rules, starring. Edge. So what we're going to do just before we we dive right into the film is let's have a little look of where Edge was during his career at this point in time. We'll also dive a little bit into his sort of Hollywood resume. Now, sadly, this came out a year after Edge, real name Adam Copeland, had to uh, initially retire from WWE due to a life-threatening neck injury. Now, obviously, as wrestling fans know out there, he was able to make an in-ring return in 2020 at the Royal Rumble. But in the gap between then and, and even now, Edge is still acting in a variety of shows and movies. So, um, to, I mean, you know, I, I had a look at his IMDb listings and his resume, and it's like, it's it's very condensed, so two TV shows that sort of stood out a bit. There was Haven, uh, which ran between 2010 to 2015, and that was a sci-fi mystery show. And Edge joined the cast in 2011 as Dwight Hendrickson. Uh, and I, I vaguely called that was supposed to be good. I haven't seen I haven't seen any of Haven, but 
apparently it was, it was supposed to be okay. I think it was in that little sci-fi bubble when you had like Haven, Town Called Eureka, Warehouse 13. It was that sort of era of sci-fi shows. Mm. Um, and then also the, the other regular TV show that appeared in was Vikings as uh, Ketchil Flatnose, appearing in 25 episodes. Uh, Edge has also made guest spots in shows like The Flash as Atom Smasher. Um, but movie credits are surprisingly few and far between. So um, around uh, a few years later after this one, 2016, he starred in Interrogation with Lana for WWE Studios. Um, there's the infamous Money Plane in 2020 with Kelsey Grammer, which is an experience all in itself. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's, but it's... But yeah, it's kind of, the film roles are fairly, fairly few. But it's worth highlighting that Bending the Rules marks Edge's first proper acting credit. Now, this is minus the cameo appearance he did with Christian for Highlander Endgame many years before that. And that was when Highlander was really kind of going off a cliff in, ter- in, terms, of sto- <laughs> in terms of stories. I think, I think Endgame was the one where they actually blended like the TV show with the actual movies. And I think, and I think, and I and I and I and I don't really want uh, and a, and a, a slight spoiler warning for Highlander fans. I think it's the one where basically the TV Highlander actually beheads uh, Christopher Lambert and becomes nearly the one in per se. And basically, it's like okay, Christopher Lambert's bowing out, so okay, let's put it all on on this guy. I forget his name, but yes, TV, TV Highlander basically became point and center, and the film didn't do well at the box office. <laughs> <laughs> so that went well. That went well for Highlander. That went very well for Highlander. Um, but I think Edge has got another role coming up. Uh, he's going to be appearing as Ares in Disney Plus's reboot of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Oh. Uh, a role that he was a role that he was currently filming during a Royal Rumble. The Hell in a Cell match we've got coming up at WrestleMania 39. Uh, I think that was originally supposed to happen at Rumble, but because of the filming, they kind of went, we don't want to possibly uh, injure Edge. So let's just kind of move this back to, to Mania. Uh, so yeah, so that's so that's Edge's acting career in a nutshell. Any sort of thoughts, comments, observations on on the info dump that I have just provided there? <laughs> I mean, um, I knew he was in uh, Haven because I remember that at the time it was heavily shown, especially I think at MCM Comic Con, they advertised mm. it like mad, and I think he was a yeah. guest there at the time. Think I did meet him. I I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, yeah, mm. he was like one of the big guests there at the time when wrestling guests were still a thing. Then I don't know if there's been many since, but yeah, there was like a huge thing over it. I think it was on Sci-Fi Channel here, I believe. Yeah. So yeah. there was a huge hype for it. Never actually watched it. I never actually got around to seeing it, but I. You know, I've heard nothing but good things of him being in it, and I think that was probably one of the things that got him going as well in regards to acting. Like you said, he was in Vikings. I didn't even realise he was in Vikings until you said. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Vikings has been going for six seasons, so hmm. only 25 episodes, so he might have just appeared in like one full season of Vikings and then may have bowed out or basically been killed off. One of the yeah. two. I, again, again, I haven't really watched the, the the shows in particular, but it's it's notice, it's it's interesting to see that Edge had very sort of long stints in both of those shows as well. Hmm. So, who else is in this film? Well, we've got Jamie Kennedy, a.k.a. Randy from Scream and Scream 2, who is actually the top build star in this. So, uh, Edge is second build. Um, and uh, Jamie Jamie Kennedy, I, I think the only film you kind of really associate with him is Scream and Scream 2 now. 
um, because it's very weird seeing him in anything else other than Scream. Yeah, he didn't really blend over comfortably like, say, other Scream stars, like, say, Matthew Lillard, who appeared as the live-action Scooby-Doo, did such a good job that he took over uh, the role years later. Um, and uh, with Jamie Kennedy, the less said about some of the masks, the better, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. Um, but it, it, when I used to work in cinemas, it was always like a kids' club film. And it's like, I don't want to go on that screen. I think I'll be scarred for life, to be perfectly honest. I've been the only, I've been the only, the only like retrospective I've seen on it is the Weekly Planet's Caravan of Garbage on it. And that is enough. That is all I need to know about that film. Um, so uh, other sporadic roles for, for Kennedy includes uh, being part of the Cleveland Show voice cast. He was Federline, which I think is the boyfriend of the, the eldest daughter of the Cleveland Brown family there. Uh, and then also does a lot of TV guest spots uh, like Lucifer and other shows like that. So there's Jamie Kennedy. Uh, Jessica Walters from Archer and Arrested Development uh, plays Kennedy's mum in this. I think the best way to describe this character as we go into the film is basically a watered-down mix of Mallory Archer and Lucille Bluth, who apparently is an actress of a film that Edge's character can't stop watching in this film, and I just can't for the life of me understand why. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Other other appearances, we've got Jennifer Esposito uh, from NCIS, uh, shows like The Affair and The Boys as well. She's Edge's best bud on the police force. Uh, We've got Philip Baker Hall, legendary character actor in Hollywood, uh, plays... uh, plays Kennedy's uh, cancer-stricken dad. Uh, probably probably a few of the nicest scenes in the film are with Philip Baker Hall. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Um, and also, and this surprised me, uh, considering I watched the show a lot when I was younger, uh, <laughs> Kevin Wiseman, a.k.a. Finkelman from Alias, is in it. Up to no good. Being all shifty with a rolled-up newspaper at the start of the film. <laughs> so yeah, those, those are some of the more noticeable names in this cast. Um, so again, I've done a lot of talking. So uh, what I like to do with guests is basically uh, I'm going to turn this over to over to the guests and the tag team partners and say, tell me what bending the rules was all about without overly spoiling it. Okay. So 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 in your own time, <laughs> what was this film all about? No pressure. <laughs> so basically, it starts off with Edge playing a character called Nick Blades who. Seems like the cop who gets in trouble, but he's kind of like a a cop, but just want to be a cop, I suppose. He's just like, I love the opening scene of him just walking out of the house of after Mardi Gras, because I'm guessing this is in New Orleans, because he had the beads around him and just like mm. casually just walking along and then just stopping the crime in the meantime, trying to give the, the <laughs> criminal a hug because he's, he's not an uncaring cop. He cares for you. He wants to give you love and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that I'm like right I'm in for a good show <laughs> really did um, then it turns out he's on his way to court while he's trying to stop this character called Gil takes a newspaper which becomes a, a big thing in the film um, mm-hmm. ends up in court and that's how he ends up meeting um, Theo's mother because she's there as well to see her son represent turns out he is a def- he is the defense against nick who he's trying to get prosecuted for being uh like a an illegal cop <laughs> like a like a, he's, a, he's just a corrupt cop we don't a necessarily cop, know the full it. extent we don't no. know the full extent but but 
but the district attorney that Jamie Kennedy plays, he's just so determined. He's just oh, so God. determined to put him behind bars. Yes. And it's like, this is this is like the latest mistrial that he has at the start of the film. Pretty much. Then it leads on to a whole thing of, it doesn't go well, everyone's with Nick. But he's that charming kind of character. You know, he could just flash a smile and then, boom, everything's fine, you know. And he's got such wavy long hair, Harriet. He's got such, blo- he's got luscious locks. How could you, how could a guy with such luscious locks be such a corrupt cop. You could I just mean, like flash his hair like Maybelline is like, nope, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's like it's a it's a proper mane. It's like I I shower, wash, rinse and repeat. Always repeat. <laughs> oh gosh. Um and then it turns out no one likes Theo at all. Um they they shock. kind of shock horror, exactly. Shock. <laughs> I mean there is a pun to that later on, but yeah. Mm. <laughs> but um yeah, so then it ends up his wife leaves him um, because he's kind of all with him himself. He thinks he's the great I am. Turns out he's not. He's just living in this fantasy world. Um, then ends up with his car being stolen and it kind of starts this whole turtle and tortoise and hare race of trying to find this car, but also along the line of trying to learn of each other. It's like the two people who hate each other now have to coexist with each other. Which is great. It's just, just honestly, it was just I, one of those things that y- you think, oh, they're just going to be... I mean, they did hate each other to begin with, but then obviously as the movie went on, it's just like they slowly start to learn you, of each other. You kind of you kind of imagine in WWE Studios offices, which is probably still in WWE headquarters, Vince just saw the storyline as when, this is good. How will they coexist? Put them together. Put them together. It is I, I want shenanigans. It is legitimately like in regards to wrestling, like two tag teams who do not get on. And it's just like, well, here you are. You've just put the puzzles into the place there. It makes sense. Oh. Uh. So, so yeah. In a nutshell, you 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 you're pretty much spot on. So basically, uh, Edge is this uh, New Orleans cop who seems like he's a good guy, but he's just somehow being chased for corruption charges by uh, Jamie Kennedy's character. Um, and then, yeah, through a strange, strange series of events, including a rolled up newspaper, a list of cars, a missing American sports, a really flashy American car as well. It, it, it just it just descends into this sort of really relaxed buddy cop <laughs> buddy cop thing but basically they're just going around New Orleans and basically it's like Jamie Kennedy wants to try and find this car because his dad's gonna be pissed if he, if he doesn't bring that car back mm. Edge is trying to figure out why someone has a list of cars and why and why the DA's car is also on this list and basically basically Edge is not supposed to be doing any policing the DA is being kind of given time off because Everything's gone to shit for him. <laughs> uh, basically, it's they're just they're just going around town, and it's just Edge just going Edge trying to do his cop things. So like goes into a donut shop, which is owned by like a gang, and goes, "I want a donut." And Jamie Kennedy's going, "You can't do that." And Edge goes, "Yes, I can." Stuffs his face with a donut, then chats to a chats to a bike gang lord or the, whatever that is. Is <laughs> go, goes. Goes to a restaurant saying, "I want to, I want to know answers, and I'm going to shake up the joint." And Jamie Kennedy's going, "You can't do that." And Edge goes, "Yes, I can." And this is what happens for nearly like 50 minutes of this uh. film. <laughs> and it's like I'm making sound. This is more hilarious, and it's not. It's not really that funny. It's very pedestrian, and it's very dull at times. <laughs> 
I will say my, my favorite bit is when he's on his phone and he's like, um, Theo's like, you know, that's not allowed. And he's just like, do you mind? And it just carries on talking on the phone. It's like, you can't, you can't use your mobile phone and drive. Uh, yes, I can. Oh, Edge, you're such a cop that bends the rules. <laughs> Obviously, for for obviously for the benefit of our listeners, please don't use your mobile phones and drive. It's no. very dangerous. So let's let's put that to bed straight away. Yes. It's just for the purposes of this film, it's very stupid and very silly. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So the crux of this. So the so the crux of all of this is basically the list of cars that Edge intercepts at the start of the film from 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 the guy from Alias, uh, Gil. Basically, mm. it's not just a list of cars to steal, it's a list of owners for someone to kill. Uh, so basically, there's a long-winded explanation that a that a death row gang leader, which Jamie Kennedy's character has put away on death row, has kind of said, nah, I want to kill all my enemies now. Here's a list, go and kill them. All that sort of stuff. Um, and, and that's basically it in a nutshell. Basically, that's that's that, that's the crux of the mystery, um, and I find, and also the crux of the mystery is hilariously funny because it's like it's a very serious, a very serious thing. They've given this list to a contract killer who we see in the film has actually gone off and killed someone in the film as well, and basically, this is a very dangerous situation. And Edge and Jamie Kennedy are just farting around, <laughs> <laughs> just 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 slowly meandering around. It's like, well, someone keeps, it's like, there seems to be a list. It's like, are people dying? They probably are, but we're not paying attention to it because, because Edge, you can't have the donut, but I want the donut, but you can't because that's bending the rules. Oh, God. As well as donuts, didn't he stop at a golfing ranch and also... They um, have cake with they have cake with with Kennedy's parents as well. Yeah. There's a scene where they just go, oh, they just go, oh, yeah. It's like, oh, it's a birthday. Should we stop the mystery solving? Yeah, yeah. Let's have cake. Let's watch. Let's watch this film that 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 uh, Jennifer Walters is supposedly yeah. in. That that has no real bearing to anything except for Lina Dollar that makes us go, ah ah ah. I think I solved this case. Really? I, have you? No. Cake. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will admit the one thing I did love was when they were watching the movie and Edge's character is just like with his ha- head in his hands just like ah so doe-eyed and so happy and then reciting some of the lyrics because he did say at the beginning that's one of his favourite movies it's he's, just like, he's, he's being a fanboy he's he being, being a wholesome fanboy. he's being like the Pedro Pascal fanboy he's being <laughs> he's being wholesome it's yes. been very wholesome. But, but yeah, other, other thing, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about towards the finale in the end, but the, the first thing, and and it's kind of like a thing that I noticed that really at the start of this film, it's kind of like, it's not a good endorsement of policing, considering... No. Considering that, okay, you, you get this, you get this in a lot of films where uh, the corrupt, where corrupt cops are about, and obviously their DAs trying to kind of fight the good fight and trying weed out corruption and and basically the police force in this basically because because uh jamie kennedy's character is going after edge basically the police just don't don't give a shit about him they're terrible they 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 kind of there's there's a bit where they stalk and tase kennedy's character um which is very uncomfortable to watch in in today's society yes um there's there's the part where there's a bit where he's clearly injured and a cop's just driven by and just gone Nope. Uh, they refuse to help him when the car is reported that the, the like the lustrous car is reportedly stolen. Um, and okay, in, in, in counter in counterbalance to Edge's character, 
it's a good character build for Edge because while Edge is being investigated by Jamie Kennedy's character, he's not encouraging his colleagues to do this. I, it's like when I watch the film, I don't recall seeing a scene where he's going, oh yeah, keep that up. It's funny, guys. Mm. It's just like, guys, he's just kind of doing his job. Yeah. Just, just lay off him a little bit. I think, I think the frustrating part about that little bit is there's no comeuppance for the sheer apathy that they give the assistant DA. No. They, it's like, it's like they do all this horrible, horrible shit. And it's just like, nothing like, happens. Oh well. Oh, well. No. And it's like, oh, yeah. And, it, and it's like, obviously in, in how, how policing, especially in America, even in the UK is going at the moment. It's, it's not, it's, it, it, it stings that those sort of scenes are a little bit more uncomfortable to watch. Probably back in 20, probably back in 2012, it's kind of like, oh, this is just cops hazing a very silly character or a character who's full of himself. And then, yeah, to a point, Kennedy's character in the film is quite full of himself. Hmm. But but I don't feel like it's to a degree that he deserves the amount of shit that he gets in the film. No, because even when yeah. he's... Uh, when he's in the uh, in custody as well, they're still literally just taking taking the mick out of him. Still, in regards yeah. to like saying the puns and whatnot, and then one guy literally reenacting what happened to him, and then you know collapsing as if like yeah. to say, well, and toying with him in regards to like, well, we know what you do, and we're still gonna keep doing this. It is uncomfortable. I think yeah, like you're right as of that time. Fine, but now in the age we're in and we're seeing everything happening, it's just like, ah, this yeah. is not good. This is not good in the slightest, is it? No. 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 Um, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know how to really kind of segue into something different on that one. But I mean, but at least there are some cops that are in, in the film that do try to help. Obviously, there's Edge. There's Jennifer Espetisito's uh, character as well, who's mm. Edge's best bud in yeah. the film as well. Um, so... I'm trying to find the best way we could kind of <laughs> kind of change the tone because it feels like it's very it's we've gone down a dark road. We've gone down a dark road. I don't like it. Let's go chase um, a car. Let's go find a yeah, car. Let's go chase a car. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so there's not there's not really a great segue to kind of move from the the cops being bad. I mean, in one in one sense, I mean, you kind of from initially when you see the cast list, you kind of see how the characters first appear. You kind of feel that you kind of think that Jennifer Walters' character and Philip Baker Hall's uh, par- uh, characters, the char- the parents of Kennedy's character would be kind of, kind of typical of what we know their characters to be, especially Jennifer Walters. Um, but no, they're kind, of, they're kind of they're they're good parents in a way. They're good parents, though, though a little bit kind of quirky, I suppose. Very much. They both have their own their own sort of thing. So um, Jessica's character is very much. She's still in the moment of being a Hollywood actress, obviously reciting all those lines. And then there's the the dad who, not well, um, but also sort of mysterious error to him in regards to what he's doing, which is hence the reason why yeah. that that's involved yeah, as well. A, there's a there's a really nice scene in the film. I think there's a bit where I think Kennedy's character is trying to kind of calm calm his dad down a little bit, or basically his dad's acting very strange with the bed to saying this is a really comfortable bed. And I think he's clearly noticing that Kennedy's all kind of worked up and frowned up about everything that's going on with him. And I think it's, it's actually quite a nice touch, like fatherly moment of just basically saying, Hey, why don't you just sit on the bed, see how comfortable it is. And then just lay there for a little bit and just go, Oh, this is comfortable. Yeah. Cool. Thanks dad. And then and that's quite sweet. That's quite a sweet little, yeah. I think that's quite a sweet sort of counterpoint to the shit that the cops put through, mm. uh, put him through. 
definitely. So yeah, but yeah, ultimately this come ultimately all of this comes to head in like a, a grand finale, and I'd like to say grand finale in the loosest of terms because it's just kind of like a <laughs> oh okay this is happening, and basically we discover that uh, and as uh, like a like an intern that's working with Kennedy's character is actually the daughter of said cr- gang gang criminal in death row orchestrating this whole thing so basically it's kind of like oh you know let's lure edge and jamie kennedy out to the middle of nowhere and say oh no i've been kidnapped but surprise i'm actually the bad guy and i brought my own goons and all that sort of stuff <laughs> and, and you got the corrupt D, you got the corrupt da intern with her gang and then edge's Edge's buddies or the donut shop gang all turn up as well with their guns and say, hey, you can't shoot at Edge. He's our guy. He's our friend. You could probably shoot at Jamie Kennedy, but he's our guy. And <laughs> this massive firefight happens. It's, it is the quickest and, and most most kind of bombastic firefight you'll ever see. So much that it lasts all of like 30 seconds. And... Everyone is dead. Yeah. Everyone is dead apart from Edge, Kennedy, and Jennifer Esposito. <laughs> and it's kind of like, huh, there's a lot of dead bodies here. What do we do? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We should just um should we should we should we just go should we should we just go should we just go home for the night? Yeah, do we need a couple of clops? Nah. I mean there'll be free nah. donuts for all now in the shop. There'll be no I mean, one to I mean we can we, <laughs> I mean, we can go get some donuts. We can go play some golf. We can go have some more cake. I mean, that standoff is probably one of the weirdest things I've seen in a while. It's like, like, like it's like it's 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 truly like it really is like um it's like oh we're gonna it's like it's like we're gonna get you not if we get you first bang 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 oh no they both got each other and that is the lesson that we have learned. There are no winners in war. <laughs> I mean, I mean, after the first firefight, everyone is pretty much dead, apart from the the corrupt DA mm. uh, played by Lisa Witt, who just springs back up and then just goes, "All right, bang!" and just, yeah. shoot, just shoots them. Because I thought I, like, I thought she was gone, and then I realised, oh, of course, yeah, bulletproof vest. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Surprise return! Oh no! Screen rules go for the head. Um, <laughs> Oh yes, yes, her character. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I got mixed up with the cop, but yeah, yeah, because I thought yeah. she was gone. No, and then no, suddenly no. she got up, and I'm like, wait, what? But, huh? Oh yes, yeah, yeah Esposito <laughs> got shot, but then just springs up and just goes, "I've got a bulletproof vest." Of course you do. Of course you do. Yeah, you're pretty much <laughs> because right. you're a cop. Head. <laughs> why? Why not? Why not? Jamie Kennedy, okay? I'm carrying in fear. That's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just emerged from the car like. Glass shred everywhere. It's just like I don't know. If, I, I think Edge might have fired his gun a couple of times, but it's like how? How? how it's it. Oh, I mean, how? I go, I, how did he miss all those shots after being shot by Theo earlier when Theo was not aiming for him at all? <laughs> I don't know. I I honestly don't know. <laughs> but but yeah, they they've they've had they've had the big gang fight. Where basically everyone's dead, apart from the heroes. The heroes go off, and Jamie Kennedy finally pieces together the mystery of where his dad's car's gone. And it's kind of gone. Oh, my my dad, my dad was worried that people were going to steal it, or basically he didn't want anyone to touch it, so he moved it to the top of a hotel car park, where the contract killer, who I mentioned earlier, who is being kind of 
doing fuck all in the background, <laughs> apart from killing a martial art teacher halfway through yeah. the film, has just kind of gone, oh, wait, I'm supposed to kill you two. And they just have, they just have a game of chicken. And they crash, oh, that, uh, but, be, yeah. but because but because Edge and Kennedy have worn their seatbelts, the bad guy is dead. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's another that, lesson. Wear your seatbelt. <laughs> and that and that and that's the and that's the mystery and that's the mystery of the missing car sold. And it all it all it all co- it all comes it all comes up it all comes to a head at the very end because we have to catch up with Edge's uh, corruption charge in front of internal affairs and they've kind of gone over the whole thing and basically, well, there's a lot of reports of you doing police work when you shouldn't have been doing police work. And Edge has gone, oh, it's, it's okay. I've been, with, I've been with my buddy, Jamie Kennedy. Isn't that right, Jamie Kennedy? And, and basically <laughs> the DA who has, for most of this film, gone, you can't bend the rules. You can't do that. Yes, I can. You can't have the donut. Yes, I can. You can't You can't <laughs> ring a phone and drive. Yes, I can. You can't just be Edge. Yes, I can. <laughs> All that sort of stuff. Basically, he just goes, no, nah, he didn't do any cop work. I can vouch for him. And he bent the rules, Harriet. He bent them. <laughs> He's, He's as dirty as all the other cops. <laughs> no one's learned a lesson. It's the smile at the end when he realised, <laughs> I got away with it. <laughs> it's like, ah, ah, we've bent the rules. We got to ah, the ah, ah, <laughs> Free Freeze frame, happy cheery music of the bent the rules. They bent the rules and they're now best buds because they bent the rules and now they're best buds in the world. The end. Uh, <laughs> I am I'm the shook, Harriet. I'm the shook. He bent well. the rules. He bent the rules. He did he bent the, the rules. He did the thing he said prove out that he, he tried did. not to do and he did. He did, the, he did the thing that the film's called. He bent the rules. It's like that thing. He bent the rules. It's like Harriet. We've spent eighty minutes getting to this point, and that payoff. Oh, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> well, it was. <laughs> it's just like, oh, well, there's ninety minutes gone. <laughs> you get them back? Nah. nah. <laughs> so, oh god. So that, 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 that's bending the rules in a nutshell. Now. What I what I what I kinda of want to do with these episodes is do dive into like trivia and box office performance. But there's there is scarcely any of it here. Wow. I have looked high and low. There's no <laughs> trivia on IMDb. There's nothing on Wikipedia. There's nothing even from like, oh, we when you look back at this film and ask what happened? All that there's none of that there. I haven't been able to properly find all that. I mean, the best I can do, best I can do is I can give you a rotten tomato score. Hasn't got a proper critics score because no critics probably watched it. Oh, probably gosh. didn't want to watch it. Uh, but it has an audience score of 33%. Letterbox, it has an average score of 2.2 out of 5. Um, so, yeah, I, I, this, 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 this clearly did very little to to rock the the rock the cinematic <laughs> world, especially in the straight-to-DVD market as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, the only thing I can say is there's not much sort of trivia and information about the film bending the rules, but there are many definitions of bending the rules available on Google. So if you, oh if, you want, <laughs> if you want to deep dive into how you can bend the rules in different ways, well, Google is the way to go. Um, <laughs> so, so the que- so the ultimate question here is: Is this film any good? I think I think for fans of Edge especially seeing the start of his acting career, this is pretty possible. Um, the best, 
I think the best compliment I can give this is this is light Sunday afternoon TV entertainment that is not going to be overtly offensive to anyone, including the grandparents, to be perfectly honest. Um, mercifully short, one hour 20. But I think outside of that and just some of the some of the silly bits like the end gun fight and all that, it's just, there's, there's nothing really remarkable to it. It's very mundane. It's very pedestrian. It's by the numbers. And I think we all know where things are going by the end of it. So that, that that's my sort of concluding thoughts on bending the rules. What are, what are your what are your closing thoughts on the film? Yeah, it's possible. You know, if you're kind of bored on an afternoon and you've got nothing else to do, I'd say stick it on and watch it in the background. That That's pretty much what I did. Um, and then made notes along the way uh, because, like you said, there is nothing online in regards to this at all. Um, even on Wikipedia, which has like the plot to virtually everything. Uh, I mean, just just if there is there is quite a nice breakdown of of the film from uh, Oprocks dot com. Uh, they actually have a the reviewer there whose name is. Let me just find on my notes the reviewer who is uh, Scott Heisel. Um, he has like a proper, he has like a proper kind of like scene by scene kind of uh, re- recap of what's going on. Oh, wow. But also kind of, also kind of poke, picking up the sort of, this thing makes no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh, uh, yeah. I, I will admit there were parts and places where it's just like, you're just poking, like, like poking this, like, come on, do something sort of thing. But come on, bend the rules. <laughs> Bend them, Edge. Bend them. Bend them. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just turning up at a house and saying, is this person here? No, they're dead. All right, moving on. <laughs> but, but I did like his character. Very charming. And I honestly think this was a good way to, I know not many people watched it, but like kind of ease his way into the acting career because he did seem very much like he was at home with it. Because yeah. you watch some wrestling actors or what I've seen of trailers and whatnot, it's like, they don't really fit. But with Edge, it did, which is good. Mm. Um, and it, between the two of them, he obviously had the, the you know, um, chalk and cheese, but it did marry well in the end. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's one of those things. I probably, I don't know if I'd watch it again. If I did, it'd probably just be the sake of if it was on TV, I'd watch it. I doubt it probably will mm. be on TV. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't mind it. I, I really didn't. It wasn't the worst film I've seen, but you know, it's you know, it's probably one I'd watch again if it was on, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So we move over to the tier list section of the of the review because uh, we we did this with the condemn. We'll do this for each of the films on the show. So basically, if we have this lovely tier list, at the top of the tier list, the very highest rank we can give it, it's amazing otherwise known as a must-watch film. Tier under that is great. Tier under that is okay. Penultimate tier is disappointing. And the lowest tier, which is currently where The Condemned is living at the moment, is terrible, otherwise known as Avoid Like the Plague. Um, so where shall we put Bending the Rules? I'm... Mm, I'm the think- fact of matter is, I wasn't... I mean, I went in with incredibly low expectations. And I wasn't disappointed by that. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like my, my expectations were incredibly low because the, the poster itself is really corny as well. Oh. It's Edge just Edge Edge just going, ah oh, shucks. And Kennedy's just there with his hands up going, I don't know what's going on. Oh no, how are we going to coexist on a film poster? So <laughs> so I kind of so I, I kind of knew going in this is this this is not gonna be good. 
Mm. Um, but the fact is my, my, uh, my expectations did not drop any further. It's like, okay, this is exactly how I felt this film was going to go. So I, I can't necessarily, I, I mean, I'm, it's, First things first, this is not a terrible film. I don't think this is a disaster anyway. So it's not, I would not be putting this in the terrible category. I think it's teetering between okay and disappointing. Um, And I think because it's like, it's like I wasn't frustrated with the film. I just found the film being, just being silly. But the fact is I expected the film to be silly on this level. So... (laughs) So, so, it, so it didn't disappoint, really. <laughs> so it really doesn't disappoint me. It's not like I went in with high expectations saying this film is going to change the way I see the wrestling world forever. <laughs> it, I didn't go in with that and it didn't happen. So I am very comfortable putting this shock horror in okay. I agree with that, actually, because it, it is one of those films, yeah, you think, oh God, what's going to happen? But then it's kind of, it's okay. I can deal with this. It's going on a, uh, an easy pace, an easy, steady pace. And then by the end of it, just like, well, does what it said on Tim. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think, I think the runtime helps it. I think mm-hmm. if this was like nearly two hours, which the condemned almost was oh, wow. last time, um, then I think I would be putting this in disappointed, but because it is very mercifully shot, because this is very, very, mercifully short i mean it's like the fact of the matter is i could start I, I could i could watch another film in the evening it'd be, it'd be fine so yeah i i i would if you're happy with that i'm i'm going to i'm going to declare ben in the rules is just okay i'm happy with that <laughs> wonderful wonderful and so yeah that's it that's 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 the episode in that show we're going to start drawing things to a close harriet's going to be back in a future episode where we're going to be talking about 2011's The Chaperone, starring Triple H and Shark Horror. I think this might be the best one of the four that I've watched for this series. I've yet to watch it. But I'm we'll, looking forward to it. <laughs> but we'll, but we'll, we'll talk about that in, in the episode uh, coming very, very soon. But the next episode on Bunkermania Wrestling Goes to the Movies will be 2016's Countdown, starring Dolph Ziggler, Kane and Rusev with a gun. And I will be joined by Jeremy Graves once again to dissect that film. And a, a little heads up, um, considering a lot of the marketing material is built around a WWE show, it doesn't feature a lot in the film. <laughs> but uh, but you'll find out more on the next episode of Bunker Media Wrestling Goes to the Movies. So uh, before, before we properly... Probably, before we properly wrap up, I'm going to open the floor to Harriet. Harriet, this is your opportunity to speak to our wonderful listeners and tell them all about the wonderful stuff that you do online. Okay. So at the moment, I am reacting to wrestling content through WrestleTalk, through their Monday Night Wars. So that's going on now. I don't know how long it's going to last. So you can catch me every Monday reacting to that at 7pm um, with the latest episode. Also, I... I'm on Twitch, though I'm having a lot of technical difficulties at the moment, but you can catch me uh, under Harriet underscore Manga Girl. I stream Tuesdays and Thursdays um, between 8 till 10. Sometimes I change, it depends. And also on YouTube, you can find me under youtube.com forward slash Manga Girl 232. I also react to NSP stuff at the moment, but luckily because it's wrestling, uh, wrestling stuff at the moment, it works perfectly, especially with WrestleMania around the corner. 
Wonderful. Thank you very much, Harriet. So if you have enjoyed listening to this episode and you would like more wrestling related content, then hit the podcast subscribe button to get fresh episodes of the Bunker Mania Wrestling Podcast as soon as they're released. Uh, myself and Jeremy Graves will do audio podcast reviews of the big AEW and WWE shows like WrestleMania, Double or Nothing, and more in the coming months. And if you like your video content, then follow Bunker Mania UK on YouTube for more content where we make predictions, we review shows, and talk about the latest goings on in the world of wrestling. There's always new content every week, including live streams as well. So yeah, if, you, if you'd love to join us on the Wrestling Chatter as we're going live, then do join us over on the YouTube channel. Uh, we'd also like to hear from you about your wrestling thoughts. Have you seen Bending the Rules? Did you like it? And what's your favourite WWE Studios movie? Super kick an email over to contact at bunkermania.com. And with that, that is another edition of Bunker Mania Wrestling Ghost the Movies over and done with. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Harriet, aka Manga Girl, for joining me and talking about bending the rules. And uh, we will see you soon on another episode. Until then, stay safe. Bye-bye for now.